Hi, I'm Dan. And I'm James. And welcome to the Cornwall Property Podcast, where every week we bring you the latest news, hot topics and guidance around the Cornwall property market. Stay tuned to be informed, inspired and to have any of your property-related questions answered by trusted local property professionals. Hello, welcome back. I'm Dan. I'm James. This is the Cornwall Property Podcast. We're here to educate, inform, inspire you guys to hopefully get involved with property, uh, ideally in the Cornwall property market, with where we know that there's a big issue with the housing crisis. And that's one of the main reasons we're here today is we want to try and encourage and educate you guys on how you could get involved with property and to help bring some some property back to the market. There's over 21,000 people, 21,500 people, in fact, that are on the emergency waiting housing list that needing accommodation, which is very frightening indeed. So we want to just try to help bridge that gap of trying to bring some more property to the market for these people to to uh, to move into and make their homes. So, James, how can people get in touch with us? They can get in contact with us by going to our website, CornwallPropertyPodcast.com. Scroll down on the first page and you'll see a little uh, insert area where you can let us know, uh, you know, your thoughts and questions. Uh, alternatively, as many of you do, go to our Facebook page, Cornwall Property uh, Podcast, and uh, reach out that way. But we are here waiting to answer and hopefully inspire you. Fantastic. So this is our Ask Dan and James episode where you guys get in touch with us and ask your questions and we just try and help steer you in the right direction and give you a little bit more information. So James, what is our first question of today? Right. So the first question is from lovely Jay in Bobman who asked the following. I know I need to improve the energy performance of my rental property, but my concerns are that it's is all electric yes ongoing problem there i know your uh, pain there jay have i got any chance of achieving a c rating on the epc if this is the case as i understand that it's much harder without gas good question actually yeah nice one jay thanks for getting in touch jay um and it is a common predicament particularly down here in the beautiful cornwall where we have got limited well quite a lot of villages and areas that actually don't have gas believe it or not so the answer is Yes, there is an opportunity. Um, for example, James and I have just uh, developed a grade two listed building in the centre of Truro, which we haven't used gas for. We're trying to future-proof the property, and we've managed to achieve a B rating and a C rating. Uh, our Mevagizzi development, if you look back onto previous podcasts, we did a little tour around there, um, and we actually achieved on the five apartments in Mevagizzi, we achieved between Cs and Bs on all of those five properties. The Bs are generally where you've got a property it's kind of like sandwiched between two properties because you you don't lose as much heat above because there's another property and you don't lose as much heat below because there's another property. So the bees are generally like the central, when you, where you're sandwiched, the property is sandwiched between others. So when you're looking at C ratings, we managed to achieve C ratings here. It is very doable. I suppose it just matters. that The main thing is just working out how far do you need to go. So it's knowing where you are now and where you've got to get to. My advice, personally, is to get an energy assessor around there, uh, an EPC assessor around there, ASAP, just to say, look, can you give me a figure on where I'm at now? Because obviously, if your property is let, you'll already have an EPC. So my little tip there is to save the hassle and the worry or maybe shopping around for an energy assessor. If you go online to the EPC register, you can access your EPC certificate. You can access any access any EPC certificate for that matter, but you access yours. If you scroll down to the bottom of that document, you can actually see who the assessor was that did your energy assessment at the time. If you go in touch with that energy assessor, obviously they should hopefully have a record of the property. They could go, look, brilliant, this is the EPC number. You did this EPC for us back here. Can you just have a little look at your numbers and just work out based on what you've already assessed, 
what would I need to do or how could I most efficiently get to a C rating? Now, obviously, the EPC certificate there has advisories on it anyway, so you have some common advisories. But the idea is that you want to try and incentivize. Obviously, I recommend it's worth every penny to pay for their time, pay for their time and their guidance and essentially their consultancy to you. But what we did... Jay is we used we had night storage heaters in the properties that we were developing and obviously traditionally night storage heaters aren't a very efficient way of working with it heating because they they obviously they suck up and they you they they kind of store the energy and the heat at the cheaper time on the cheaper tariff and then they release it during the the needed time of in essence but they weren't doing that really they, they weren't we were they were heating at silly times and they were just they weren't very efficient so my recommendation is to get an updated EPC system. What we are quite av- big advocates for, they're not cheap, but are the uh, Glendimplex quantum storage heaters. Again, they're the most eco- economically friendly storage heaters you can get on the market, and they make massive impacts on your EPCs and your SAP assessments, your standard assessment procedure if you've got a new build. So, yeah, there's, there's particular types. Basically, yes, you can do it. Simple ways, increase the insulation in your loft if you can. Increase the insulation in floors or external walls. Massive, massive helps. Obviously, my first first recommendation is simply get in touch with your energy assessor. Look at what you've already got in place, what you're already achieving, and then just work with your assessor in trying to generally manipulate that document. What do I need to do to get here? Uh, and they can help guide you. But it's definitely doable, Jay. Definitely possible. Just uh, You just need to talk to the experts. Absolutely. I can agree more, Dan. And, uh, you know, just do that research. And I know some people have been right on the uh, border. They just need one or two more points Mm. for, you know, getting a a B uh, or or C, whatever it is. But getting that energy assessor around, you might just find if you replace all the LED uh, or or the current lights with LEDs, you get those two points. And that's you can do that from making a trip to, uh, you know, your local supermarket. Pretty easy. I didn't realise, James, until our recent development that actually, depending on when your double glazing was installed, if you've got recently, in the last kind of five years, double glazing, um, upgrades, and it's actually, they are actually better thermally efficient, more thermally efficient, shall I say, than older double glazing. So you might think, oh, I've got double glazing, well, double glazing is double glazing. Well, no, it's not. It's changed. If you've got more recent windows installed, then you actually get a better performance and that could be the difference of a couple of points and those couple of points as you rightly said it could be the difference of a, of a boundary really of a, or a C rating or a B or a D or a C so Absolutely. yeah hopefully that helps Jay uh, obviously if there's any other questions please do get in touch I have we we have a fantastic energy assessor that we use and we can ha- um, happily recommend if you need one <clears> so yeah thank you very much for your question so James I've got one for you and it is from lovely Emma in Truro and Shoot. Emma has asked I know that people talk about Mundick in Cornwall but is it really something that I should be concerned about when investing down here? Or is it just a little bit OTT over the top? So, yeah, Mundig, I suppose, what is Mundig? Uh, and in case of, is it, is, yeah, is it really an issue, James? Well, that's uh, a very, very good question there. And uh, it's it's very, very popular uh, down here in Cornwall. Let's, let's just rewind the tape a little bit and just kind of uh, do a little mini history lesson, if you like. So what is Mundic? Mundic is a Cornish word meaning mine waste. It consists of iron containing sulphur known as pyrite and often referred to as fool's gold. Uh, before 1952, concrete was made locally on site from local materials. And basically, this was cheaper and more convenient than transporting it to long distances so there's a bit of history on exactly what monday is cheap aggregate exactly that but what later found out as you know technology enabled more testing on things like this well basically houses were starting to fall down which is 
probably not a good thing when people are living in them. So they found that the integrity of uh, this concrete aggregate was actually weakening over time and uh, even more so when that uh, aggregate gets wet. So basically, if you're a lender, you certainly don't want to be lending on something that may fall down in uh, a few years time. So obviously nothing in modern age now gets made of that. However, as we know in Cornwall, there are lots of old properties uh, that were made around that time. And uh, unfortunately, some of those properties are unmortgageable. And that is why uh, when you go on to sort of right move and things like that, you'll see cash buyers only. That is solely because, um, you know, you're not going to be able to get a mortgage on it. And even worse, you know, if you don't do your homework and as we say, always use professionals to get the advice that you need. People have bought properties uh, and, you know, that they, they haven't known uh, that it's got Mundic and it has got Mundic. And then suddenly they're in hot water, especially if they buy it cash and, you know, they're trying to then get that money out uh, on a mortgage and they can't get a mortgage. And the thing is, once you have found out it's got one that you have to declare it um you know when selling or anything like that so yes in answer to your question that i would definitely uh take it very very seriously and uh you know you may have buckets of cash good for you uh if you do there but you know at some point you may want to pass that on if you can't sell something then it obviously devalues it so always do your homework and be wary that it is more common down here as opposed to getting it somewhere in say north wales for example mm -hmm. But, but it doesn't mean it's a no, does it? Like, no, it God depends no. on what part of the property has got Mundic. Well, we, we're currently purchasing a property in central Truro and bought a small section of that property has Mundic. Has so, it? Uh, oh, oh, have I not told you? Oh, dear. Yeah. No, so we, we had a Mundic test carried out just to kind of cover back size. And it turned out that, yeah, part of the rear extension of this property has Mundic. Just to, like literally the top floor of this extension. It's a two-story extension of a rear uh, of an older property. And yeah, the, the top floor was built with Mundic. So all we've got to do is we've got to take down that Mundic section and we'll rebuild it with timber, timber frame. So again, it's very, very doable. But what you need to do is obviously get your, your Mundic surveys done. That's not cheap in itself. Get the Mundic, survey, Mundic, Mundic surveys done. And then once you've done that, if you've got Mundic, you obviously just need to reevaluate. What we did on this occasion, we worked out the costs, how much this work would cost. Yep. We went back to the owner of the property, the vendor, and we said, well, look, this is what we found. This is how much it's going to cost. Can you meet us? Can can we take this off the asking price? It ended up that we actually went half with them, didn't we? We said, look, okay, this is where we're at. We know we're taking the property on as it is, but they've said, well, look, we'll drop the price for you to to compensate for this this finding and this extra work, which none of us were able to foresee. So, yeah, it's definitely an option, and it's a way you could potentially negotiate. And it doesn't mean it's dead in the water. You've just got to work. There's always a solution. I think that's the thing to look at here, Emma. Is there's always a solution. Just find out what the problem is, and you can then work out that solution. Absolutely, and uh, I would say also, you know, be cautious uh, in Cornwall because you can get sort of like a, a more complicated scenario. Thus, being you've got a beautiful. Um, Cornish Cottage from the 1800s, which completely says no to Mundix. It's not in the time frame of when, you know, Mundic was about in that sort of uh, 10 to 15 year period. However, that um, house may have had an extension put on it in that period around that sort of, you know, 1952. And therefore the, the property in the lender's eyes, you've seen, well, it's got Mundic. Well, no, it hasn't actually. It's just the, uh, the rear extension wall or something like that. So yes, definitely always do your homework on it. And I would say nine times out of 10, if lenders see that you're buying a property in Cornwall uh, and they've done it on my own personal uh, house 
they asked for a um, Mundic uh, report. And there are a, co- a number of good companies out here in Cornwall, obviously, that will do that for you. And again, if you want to know who we recommend, then just get in touch. Absolutely. So, guys, that is it for episode 30. Thank you ever so much for the questions, Jay and Emma. If you've got any further questions, you can get in touch with us. By going to uh, cornwallpropertypodcast.com or as many of you do, as I always say, go onto Facebook. Uh, give us a like if you can. Always appreciate that and let us know uh, your feedback, questions that you've got because we love property and we are here to help. And we're also on Instagram too now, so um, get in touch there too. We're getting a showing off now. Um, so yeah, thank you very much, guys. We will be back next week um, for episode 31, which is another market update. And until then, just goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. Take care, guys. Bye.